broadcasting live across the great state of Montana. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Well, there you heard it. You heard it in his own words. Joe Biden at the State of the Union address last night said it very plainly, very clearly. He wants to take your guns. He wants to take one of the most popular guns in Montana, one of the most popular styles of guns in America, and he wants to ban them. Ban them now were his official words. And uh, where was uh, liberal Senator John Tester from Montana, by the way? Don't listen to what he says. You've got to watch what he does. There was John Tester. One of our one of our uh, listeners on Twitter shared this uh, last night as well. There was a John Tester with a big, glowing, happy handshake as he was shaking hands with his buddy Joe Biden after Joe Biden said he wants to take your guns, and so much more. Uh, my, my big takeaway from from this speech last night was that it was that the the State of the Union lacked the dignity. And the decorum that we would expect of a presidential address, of, of a State of the Union address. If you wanted to watch a real State of the Union, you want to see what a State of the Union address should look like, all you need to do is watch Sarah Huckabee Sanders in her response. She did an absolutely remarkable job. Uh, she delivered with compassion and with composure. And it was really interesting. Uh, how did she put it? She she made the point that that she is what first ever woman to be the governor of Arkansas, but not only that, apparently she is is she the youngest woman uh, or the youngest leader ever of of Arkansas. Uh, I, I forget exactly how she put it, and and you contrast that with Joe Biden, who is the oldest president ever, and boy was that on display last night, wasn't it? I mean, even Brit Hume, and, and Brit Hume uh, tries to be measured in his critiques, but even Brit, uh, Brit Hume uh, flatly spelled it out here about the fact that, that basically, that basically J- Joe Biden was, was stumbling through the speech. If even, even the parts where he could stay on script, it was, it was putting folks to sleep. But then there were, the, the, but then there were the, po- the points where he tried to spice things up, and he lacked decorum. He made a bunch of stuff up. As Sarah Huckabee Sanders pointed out, it was basically story time. And and she made the point that if she wanted to have story time with a bunch of fantasy stories, a bunch of made-up stories, uh, she, she has that with her kids for bedtime stories. She doesn't need to have that in a presidential State of the Union address. Uh, so, uh, so spot on, so well said by Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Uh, I want to play at least a good chunk of her response last night for you this morning. Uh, take your phone calls with your reactions and more. I know David Noble, uh, who joins us every Thursday in the 7 o'clock hour, he was watching it. Not only was he watching it, but he was also uh, he was live uh, podcasting on his Twitch TV podcast on his uh, lecture fan Twitch TV stream last night as well. So uh, he's going to be with us here in the 7 o'clock hour. We're going to get his State of the Union address reactions, and we got some of the highlights for you. For those of you who are like, oh, come on, Aaron, did 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 the speech really lack decorum and dignity? Oh, yeah, you, you wait. I'll, I'll share a couple of the highlights for you here. Uh, and I think the Republicans were right to call him out and, and to call him out audibly from the floor last night. 
Reporting from the Montana Legislature, I'm Eleanor Smith. The House Judiciary Committee heard testimony on a bill Tuesday that would make it illegal to sell or give any hemp-derived intoxicating cannabinoid to a minor. Republican Representative Ron Marshall from Hamilton is the sponsor of House Bill 373. He said a hemp product called Delta 8 is being sold with no age restrictions across Montana since the 2018 Farm Bill legalized the production of hemp products under a certain THC percentage. And now what you have are people taking the cannabinoids out of the hemp flower and they are extracting those and processing them, manufacturing them through labs and they're increasing the dosage by as much as I've seen, 400%. So this is a legally sold product. Delta 8 is produced through a chemical process that distills CBD, a non-intoxicating substance derived from marijuana or hemp, into an intoxicating substance that is chemically different. There were three proponents of the bill, including Gene Branscombe, the CEO of the Montana Medical Association. It keeps bad stuff out of good kids' hands. We know that there's individuals that are adults that are making decisions to consume certain products, but when it comes to children, we don't know the impact completely on those children, and brains are developing to the age of 24. The bill would add giving or selling intoxicating hemp products like Delta-8 and anything containing kratom, a stimulant-like substance that comes from a plant indigenous to Southeast Asia, to a list of other goods or services that are restricted for minors. Penalties for first offenses include a $500 fine, six months in jail. In-home appointments, call 800-826-9895. That's 800-826-9895. 800-826-9895. Montana is talking here. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, 2940970 is the number for you. Uh, we'll be uh, taking phone calls throughout the morning. David Noble will be with us in the 7 o'clock hour, and we'll mix in your phone calls during that conversation as well. I did see uh, David Noble. Here's here's quick reaction from David Noble uh, uh, during his Twitch uh, TV podcast last night. Okay, that was literally one of the worst, most partisan political. It wasn't even about the State of the Union. It was a Joe Biden 2024 campaign speech. It was full of lies, misinformation, out and out lies, um, obfuscation, demagoguing people, uh, gaslighting us. One of the most ridiculous things. All right. Yeah, basically calling it one of the worst uh, states of the union addresses ever. Uh, well said there. Uh, oh, man, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. I think she delivered about a 15-minute response last night. Uh, and I, I definitely want to play a good chunk of it. Probably won't be able to play the full thing for you here this morning, but I want to play a good chunk of it for sure. But I think, I think really when she opened up her remarks and her response to Joe Biden's State of the Union address last night, I think she summed it all best with, with this soundbite right here. Being a mom to three young children taught me not to believe every story I hear. So forgive me for not believing much of anything I heard tonight from President Biden. And, and you know, that's exactly, I think, where where most of us are at, where the American people are at. I think, I think not just uh, Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders made that point last night. You heard Evelyn Pyburn make that, that good point. Uh, here on this show on Monday morning that can we believe anything that comes out of this administration anymore this was the most laughable moment of the entire night where uh, uh, Biden was in the middle of his climate changey hopey climate changey alarmy thing and he had this to say about about oil and gas and and I gotta wonder was he did he go off script here was he actually scripted to say this uh, because you can tell whenever Joe Biden starts to get defensive 
he uh, then he goes off script and he gets off the teleprompter and then it's like, whoa, what did he just say? Remember, this is the same Joe Biden as I stare out looking out over uh, three different refineries from our studio windows right now. This is the same Joe Biden who basically uh, who campaigned on shutting down American oil and gas. Uh, but anyway, here here was one moment last night. Townhall.com captured this very quickly. I said, we're going to need oil for at least another decade, and that's going to exceed <laughs> and beyond that. We're going to need it. Production. Uh, with a, he's in the middle of his hopey, changey, climate changey, climate alarmist rhetoric. And we've seen the, the failure of his Green New Deal policies. We, we've seen the failure of, of the European green energy uh, policies. And and he says, "Well, we're we're going to need we're going to need oil for at least another ten years." And the whole chamber just erupts in laughter, just erupts in laughter at at his remarks. It, it is such a joke. It is such a joke. Here here you are. You've got a, a dumpster fire all around you. And and you're asking for matches, and you're asking for uh, for gas cans. I mean, what in the world? Uh, here was the here was the big part, though. This was the part where I, I thought he really lacked dignity. He lacked decorum. And he was worthy of the ridicule that he got in response by the House Republicans as a result. Now, liberal mob media will say, oh, the Republicans should not have acted that way. They should not have, have called him out. They should have not have responded. They should have just sat there silently. They should have just sat there quietly. They should just sit there, listen to the guy lie, and take it. That's, the, that's what the liberal mob media tells you as well. No, no, no. Sit there Listen to the lie. Don't say a damn thing about it. Just sit there and take it. Sit there and take it when they, when they force these masks on you. Sit there and take it when they shut down your business. Sit there and take it while they shut down your church but keep the Planned Parenthood abortion mills up and running. Sit there and take it. No, they didn't sit there and take it. And they did respond as Joe Biden uh, uttered an outright lie and, and delivered a, a purely partisan attack in the State of the Union last night. Instead of making the wealthy pay their fair share, some Republicans, some Republicans, want Medicare and Social Security to sunset. I'm not saying it's a majority. <laughs> Let me give you, anybody who doubts it, contact my office. I'll give you a copy. I'll give you a copy of the proposal. That means Congress doesn't vote. Well, I'm glad to see you. No, I tell you, I, I enjoy conversion. You know, it means if, if Congress doesn't keep the programs the way they are, they'd go away. Other Republicans say, I'm not saying it's a majority of you. I don't even think it's even a significant. But it's being proposed by individuals. I'm not politely not naming them, but it's being proposed by some of you. Look, folks, the idea is that we're not going to be we're, we're not going to be moved into being threatened to default on the debt if we don't respond. Folks. Story time. 
fantasy hour, or was it more like fantasy hour and a half? Uh, just an absolute joke whatsoever. There he is, getting into this little uh, uh, argument, uh, pissing match uh, from the rostrum on the floor of the House of Representatives because he launched some some partisan uh, false talking point right there. Lacked the dignity, lacked the decorum that you would expect in a State of the Union address. Thankfully, we have Arkansas Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders, who was the spokeswoman of President Donald Trump, who, who delivered a real State of the Union address last night with real compassion, with real composure, with a plan to get this country moving forward. Uh, you know, what, youngest woman governor in the country? 40? Is that how old she is? Compared to the oldest president ever? I 6263. That's 406 201 6263. 406 201 6263. Good morning, everybody. It's time for your daybreak egg report. I'm Russell Nimitz, and thanks for being with us here on the Western Egg Network. Well, the USDA has released the February farm income forecast, and net farm income is forecast at $136.9 billion in calendar year 2023, or a decrease of nearly $26 billion, or 15.9% relative to 2022. And, of course, part of the problem continues to be rising expenses. This morning, Spiro Stefano, administrator of USDA's Economic Research Service, lists some of the farm production expenses that are expected to rise this year. Interest expenses. Interest expenses are going up 22.4%. Their livestock and poultry purchases, those are expected to go up nearly 14%. And that's actually the biggest dollar increase livestock and poultry purchases. Labor costs are going up as well. Meanwhile, cash receipts from the sale of agricultural commodities are forecast to decrease by nearly $24 billion from a forecast record high of $543.4 billion in 2022 to $519.9 billion here in 2023. Stay with us. We'll have more ag news right after this. Farmers know a thing or two about being tough, and they hold their wheat to that same standard. Their fields need to be able to take on anything, because there's no telling what tomorrow has in store. That's why Westbred brand wheat offers varieties like WB9590 and WB9719. Both offer high yield potential, standability, and are balanced with protein. Meet your standards of excellence. Plant Westbred. Performance may vary. The Northern Pulse Growers Association invites you to participate in their upcoming two-week healthy meal and exercise plans February 6th to the 18th to celebrate American Heart Month and Rural Pulses Day. Regularly eating pulses can lower cholesterol, reduce blood pressure, help maintain a healthy body weight, and all promote heart health. February is American Heart Month, and World Pulses Day is February 10th. Links to both meal and exercise plans are free to the public on northernpulse.com. Well, according to the Western Livestock Journal, a group of Wyoming legislators is proposing a resolution to allow gathering and slaughtering of wild horses. House Joint Resolution 3 proposes amending the Wild Free Roaming Horses and Burroughs Act of 1971 so that feral horses can be gathered for slaughter and the meat sold. 
In some other news, the Colorado Parks and Wildlife is accepting comments on the agency's draft wolf restoration and management plan through February 22nd. The comments received will then be shared with the CPW Commission to help inform their decision-making process on the draft plan. And they say a final plan approval is expected on May 3rd and 4th in Glenwood Springs, Colorado. And finally... Montana State University scientists and their colleagues are sharing the results of a three-year study examining the importance of inoculant and sulfur fertilizer and lentil production. In conjunction with their colleagues from North Dakota State University, the study showed that inoculated lentils produced greater yields in 30% of site years by an average of 344 pounds per acre and fixed more nitrogen in 40% of site years by an average of 14 pounds per acre there. For the Western Egg Network, I'm Russell Nemitz. Talking about the issues that matter to Montana. Statewide, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, let's see. I do want to play uh, a rebuttal to the State of the Union by uh, Arkansas Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders. But first, we did have big news out of the Montana legislature yesterday as well here. In fact, I think let's skip the uh, set, let's skip the 630 Fox News update so I can play this in full here, if that's all right, Travis, uh, since uh, we'll be getting to some of the big stories that Fox is, is covering in those updates anyway. But, uh, but yeah, big news on a couple of different fronts. First off, uh, great news when it's uh, House Bill 303. That's the bill to protect our doctors, our nurses, and other health care workers if they don't want to be forced into performing uh, some of just this uh, outrageous uh, procedures. If, 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 if you don't want to force nurses and doctors into having to take part in an abortion or or chopping body parts healthy body parts off of healthy kids in the name of this radical transgender agenda nurses and doctors should be able to say should not be forced into doing those procedures they should not be forced into violating not only their hippocratic oath but they shouldn't be forced into violating their conscience in their deeply held beliefs so that legislation did pass the montana house of representatives that's great news that's the medical rights of conscience uh uh uh, bill. But then uh, also good news on Senate Bill 99 out of the Montana legislature as well. That was uh, Senator John Fuller's bill at a callous bill uh, to protect kids from these uh, transgender surgeries and life-altering uh, treatments. Jeff Lasloff, he has more in his legislative update from the Montana Family Foundation. Two weeks ago, we told you about a five-hour hearing on Senate Bill 99 that took place in the Senate Judiciary Committee. The bill, as you may recall, would stop doctors from performing gender transition procedures on minors. With the explosion of kids now claiming to be transgender, Montana and 20 other states have decided to address the problem. It all stems from the fact that some kids are genuinely gender dysphoric. That is, they believe they are actually the opposite sex. It's an actual malady in some individuals, but there's no way the numbers we're seeing now are genuinely gender dysphoric. As we're discovering, it's more a function of peer pressure as kids spend more and more time on social media. The problem is that unlike other phases that every kid goes through, sex change procedures or gender-affirming care, to use the politically correct term, often results in irreversible, lifelong changes that can leave a child sterile and physically and mentally damaged. One example is Chloe Cole. At age 12, she was given puberty blockers. Beginning at 13, she was given massive doses of testosterone. At 14, she went through menopause. 
At 15, she had a double mastectomy and by age 16, realized she made the greatest mistake of her entire young life. And to add insult to injury, it's not reversible. Senate Bill 99 simply says, wait till you're 18 before you begin this process. 85% of those experiencing gender dysphoria will have outgrown it by then, and those who haven't can then make these irreversible decisions as an adult. Needless to say, the bill is controversial, and emotions reached a fever pitch yesterday as the bill was debated on the Senate floor. After nearly an hour of heated debate that involved emotional pleas, objection after objection being raised, and at one point, the bill sponsor yelling across the chamber that a Democrat senator had just lied about him, the vote was finally taken. Our side won by a margin of 28 to 21. The final vote takes place today at 2 o'clock, and if our numbers hold, the bill will pass from the Senate to the House. Five Republicans voted against the bill, including Wendy McCamey of Great Falls, Walt Sales of Bozeman, Dan Solomon of Ronan, Terry Vermeer of Anaconda, and Jeff Wellborn of Dillon. If any of these senators are from your district, you might give them a call and urge them to change their vote to yes when the final vote is taken. The phone number is 444-4800. That's 444-4800. And since transgender issues seem to be front and center during this legislative session, we have another bill up today in House Judiciary. House Bill 361, sponsored by Representative Brandon Lear of Savage, will stop teachers from punishing students who refuse to call a transgender student by their new name or preferred pronouns. The operating premise of the bill is that forcing a student under the threat of discipline to participate in a charade that they know to be false is just plain wrong. With kids in some states transitioning as young as kindergarten with the help of their parents, other students are being told by teachers that a child who was Johnny one day is now Susie wearing a dress on the next day and his classmates must now refer to him as her. It's confusing, especially for young kids. Government-compelled speech is not free speech, especially under the threat of discipline when a student is forced to say something they know not to be true. House Bill 361 would protect free speech, freedom of thought, religious liberty, and plain old logic. If it takes the kids to speak the truth to adults who are living in a fantasy, then so be it. We'll be there to support the bill. For the Montana Family Foundation, this is Jeff Lasloffy reminding you that this government is your government and your input does make a difference. Contact the Montana Family Foundation at 406-628-1141 or on the web at montanafamily.org. All right. A great update there from Jeff Lasloffy with the Montana Family Foundation. And uh, by the way, he, repre- he, he mentioned a uh, representative branding, Brandon Lear out of Sydney, Montana. We're actually going to chat with Representative Lear here in just uh, a few minutes or right after our next break. Uh, because this Friday, we're going to be at the Gate Show in Glendive, the Glendive Agri-Trade Expo. And we caught up with uh, Representative Lear and, and other Glendive area lawmakers last year at the Gate Show. But this year, of course, all those... Uh, lawmakers will be in Helena for the legislative session. So so what we're going to do is, since we can't see them on the ground Friday in Glendive, we're going to catch up with them here uh, today and tomorrow, uh, some of those uh, Glendive area lawmakers here in the days before the Gates show. So uh, looking forward to catching up with Representative Lear here in just a few minutes. Uh, Jeff Lasloff, I'll tell you what, he is, uh, he is, he's working for you. He's fighting for you 
in Helena in the state legislature as he's been he's been doing now for 20 plus years. Uh, and really, that's what people want. They want somebody who's going to be a fighter for them. They want somebody who's going to be an advocate for them. I'll tell you, if you're looking for an advocate, if you're looking for somebody who's a fighter, who's going to work for you, if you're looking for legal representation, I want to tell you that you do have an advocate, the Montana Advocates. Uh, we caught up here recently with Wendy Youngblood, and uh, she's a, a military spouse, a, a veteran spouse. Uh, she's a lawyer here in Montana. In fact, I served with her husband in the same unit, in the same infantry unit back in the day. But she wants to be your advocate, if, whether it's a medical malpractice case, maybe it's a car accident, maybe you had a slip and fall. Uh, you name it, if you're looking for legal representation to make sure that you are taken care of, get a hold of Wendy and her team with the Montana Advocates. MontanaAdvocates.com. That's MontanaAdvocates.com because you deserve an advocate, and they do free consultations. They'll give you an honest representation with local attorneys right here in Montana. All right, let's see. Uh, we'll have a Representative Brandon Lear out of, uh, out of Sydney join us from the Capitol here in just a few minutes. And then after that, the rebuttal uh, to the State of the Union address from Sarah Huckabee Sanders, Governor uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, last night. And then David Noble in the House in the 7 o'clock hour for his uh, State of the Union uh, reactions and more. Montana is talking here. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, we've uh, gotten uh, several messages on our Montana Talks app. Uh, not just uh, not just some here in this uh, early morning hour of the show, but also uh, some that have come in in the last 24 hours, or maybe I, I missed it at the tail end of the show yesterday. Uh, first, uh, Lucas in Broadview, uh, early this morning, before we even kicked off the show, had this to say about Joe Biden's State of the Union address. The State of the Union is strong? I guess he couldn't just come out and say, sorry, we sure hosed everything up for y'all. I am pleased that Nancy wasn't able to tear up Sarah Huck's uh, speech. That was from Lucas in Broadview. Lucas, thanks uh, for the message. Uh, right on John in Paradise Valley uh, responding to this news about the uh, the closure of Sydney Sugars. Uh, you know, the sugar beet factory in Sydney and, you know, loss of hundreds of jobs and, and nearly you know, 150 million plus in in uh, financial impact, you name it. Uh, but anyway, right on, John said this, if the sugar beet farmers switched to growing hemp, I think they would make more profit per acre annually. Yeah, I'll bet you there's a lot of folks thinking about what, what options might potentially be out there. I, I saw somebody asked, well, hey, couldn't couldn't they just truck it to to uh, to Billings, uh, to the sugar beet factory there? And and basically, yeah, the farmers who, who grow sugar beets out there near Sydney are like, there's, there's no way you could afford the fuel costs uh, to truck your beets that far, uh, especially what the fuel costs still are under the Biden administration right now. And uh, that was uh, was one key topic that came up last night. And then that's where that's where the chamber erupted in laughter at Joe Biden, where he made the claim, well, we're going to need oil for at least 10 more years. Oh, gee, you think y you think you think we're going to need uh, oil for 10 more years? Unbelievable. Uh, let's see. Got another message from Shane in East Helena. This came. He sent this one in. 
around uh, uh, 9.50 yesterday morning, about 9.54, so we didn't see it before we wrapped up at 9.59 yesterday morning. But talking about the China spy balloon, if three of those balloons did come over during the Trump administration, if that is true, then someone needs to be charged with treason. All top Trump officials have denied being informed of any of these. So someone somewhere needs to be held accountable, if true. Uh, anyway, that was a point that Shane and East Helena made. So uh, thanks for that message on our uh, Montana Talks app. Uh, Evan and Belt, concerning the closure of the sugar beet processing plant in Sydney, I would be interested if the executives of American Crystal are more aligned with the environmentalists and the American Prairie Reserve or the farmers and ranchers of eastern Montana. Seems to me that they be in, that they may be intentionally putting the squeeze on our great producers in order to accomplish their goal of making eastern Montana into their rich man's uh, Serengeti. Uh, yeah, I I do believe that that this com- company, based on everything we're hearing from the uh, the farmers and other friends on the ground in eastern Montana, that that that's what happened here. Not not necessarily an, an APR connection. I I, I just think that. That the company is based out in Minnesota, and they figure, well, we get enough beets here in Minnesota, so we don't we don't need nor care about those guys out there in Montana. So, so they haven't been investing in that factory in Sydney uh, these last twenty years, and they've been putting the squeeze on the farmers and constantly giving them a lower uh, lower payments for for the beets that they've been growing for them. And so, uh, yeah, I think uh, I think that's what it comes down to uh, based on everything we've been hearing and uh, and the great reporting that came from our friends at the Western Ag Network, Lane Nordland and Russell Nimitz as well, the coverage that they've, uh, that they've been providing. All right, let's see. Uh, we're supposed to catch up with Representative Brandon Lur here. Um, maybe, Travis, if you don't mind, uh, shoot an email uh, back uh, and, and make sure they have our studio number. Sometimes, sometimes uh, you know, some folks might think that we're calling them and they need to call the studio. So anyway, we might just want to send a quick email there because uh, I think uh, my last traffic came in late last night. Uh, so I didn't get my response out uh, till this morning. But, uh, yeah, so we'll get, we'll get to Representative Brandon uh, Lear here uh, uh, if he calls in in a moment. Uh, meanwhile, though, let's uh, let's play now a portion of the rebuttal to the State of the Union address last night by Arkansas Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders. I'm Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Being a mom to three young children taught me not to believe every story I hear. So forgive me for not believing much of anything I heard tonight from President Biden. From out of control inflation and violent crime to the dangerous border crisis and threat from China. Biden and the Democrats have failed you. They know it and you know it. And it's time for a change. Tonight, let us reaffirm our commitment to a timeless American idea that government exists not to rule the people, but to serve the people. Democrats want to rule us with more government control, but that's not who we are. America is the greatest country the world has ever known because we're the freest country the world has ever known with a people who are strong and resilient. Five months ago, I was diagnosed with thyroid cancer. It was a hard time for our family, particularly our kids, Scarlett, Huck, and George. But we kept our faith and persevered. Thanks to exceptional doctors here in Arkansas, a successful surgery, and the grace of God, 
I am cancer free. Through it all, I couldn't help but think about my mom. She was 20 years old and into her first year of marriage when she was diagnosed with spinal cancer. The doctors told her she might not live. And if she did live, they said she'd never walk again. And if she did walk, she'd definitely never have children. The daughter she was told she'd never have was just sworn in as the new governor of Arkansas and is speaking to you tonight. Adversity and fear of the unknown can paralyze us, but faith propels us to charge boldly ahead. We can't stand still in the face of great challenges. You and I were put on this earth for such a time as this to charge boldly ahead. I'll be the first to admit President Biden and I don't have a lot in common. I'm for freedom, he's for government control. At 40, I'm the youngest governor in the country. And at 80, he's the oldest president in American history. I'm the first woman to lead my state. And he's the first man to surrender his presidency to a woke mob that can't even tell you what a woman is. In the radical left's America, Washington taxes you and lights your hard-earned money on fire. But you get crushed with high gas prices, empty grocery shelves, and our children are taught to hate one another on account of their race, but not to love one another or our great country. Whether Joe Biden believes this madness or is simply too weak to resist it, his administration has been completely hijacked by the radical left. The dividing line in America is no longer between right or left. The choice is between normal or crazy. It's time for a new generation of Republican leadership. Upon taking office just a few weeks ago, I signed executive orders to ban CRT, racism, and indoctrination in our schools. Eliminate the use of derogatory term Latinx in our government repealed COVID orders and said never again to authoritarian mandates and shutdowns. Americans want common sense from their leaders, but in Washington, the Biden administration is doubling down on crazy. President Biden inherited the fastest economic recovery on record. The most secure border in history, cheap, abundant, homegrown energy, fast rising wages a rebuilt military, and a world that was stable and at peace. But over the last two years, Democrats destroyed it all. Great message there by Arkansas Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Yeah, if go to foxnews.com. Uh, that's where we've got that audio from. We are your Fox News affiliate here on 1450 KMMS Bozeman, 970 KBUL Billings. But, yeah, basically uh, they, they pointed out that Sarah Huckabee Sanders uh, made the point that Americans now have a choice between normal or crazy. Uh, yeah, it's a great response uh, there from her all around. Let me tell you what's crazy. I've, I've talked with some of our actual listeners that have lost 
90 pounds that have lost over a hundred pounds and better yet they've kept the weight off i know it sounds crazy but i've actually met some of these listeners one guy uh one of our listeners he was 66 years old i was at billings last diet and he says yeah listen to your show and and so i'm asking him i said hey well what do you think of billings last diet pretty incredible program isn't it he said oh yeah he said he said i've lost 90 pounds already and he was burning even more uh, pounds of fat even after that and i said well can you feel the difference he said my knees don't hurt anymore. So I'm telling you, it's not crazy. You can lose the weight and you can keep it off with the great team of coaches and the great program in place at Billings Last Diet. Get a hold of them today. Billingslastdiet.com. You can reach out, send them an email right now, or uh, hey, a little after 8 a.m., call 294 6751 and uh, let them know I told you about it. Your morning cup of Sean. This is the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. Then the big lie. Oh, this is Donald Trump. He had three incidents. Three. You know, we've been able to piece it together long after the fact. Now, they were minor incursions. They didn't last very long, but three of them we've been able to discover. Show me the satellite imaging that backs up that claim because I don't believe a word of it. There's not a single person that worked for Donald Trump, not one that worked in intelligence or defense ever heard about it. Every single person from John Ratcliffe to Mike Pompeo to Mark Esper to John Bolton, and it goes on and on and on. Chris Miller, they all said the same thing. Even Steve Daines in Montana said Biden should have shot the Chinese balloon down in Montana. Never mind Alaska. The conservative underground meets later today on the Sean Hannity Show. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call SelectQuote at 1-800-863-5858. That's 1-800-863-5858. Or go to SelectQuote.com. 1-800-863-5858. That's 1-800-863-5858. Broadcasting from the Grizzly Gold and Silver Studios, trusted by the Northwest, Montana-owned. Online at grizzlygoldandsilver.com. Serving the great state of Montana. From the peaks of the Beartooth to the banks of the Clark Fork River, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Oh, man, I'm getting way too far ahead of myself. I, here I am thinking it's Thursday already. I'm, I'm so focused on Glendive, Glendive, Glendive. We're going to be at the Gate Show in Glendive on Friday. And we had the State of the Union address last night, so I'm excited to hear what David Noble has to say, uh, his thoughts on the State of the Union address, that I'm thinking today's Thursday. It's, of course, it's only Wednesday. And so anyway, uh, yeah, I, I just realized it when I'm like, wait a minute, uh, Jake Penwell and Matthew McDonald are here uh, for the air show. I I thought, 
Uh, that's not scheduled for today, is it? I'm like, oh, wait, they, they are scheduled for today. They got some exciting news about the the upcoming uh, Yellowstone International Air Show uh, taking place here in Montana, featuring the U.S. Navy's Blue Angels that we got a nice preview of here just a, a few weeks ago. But uh, but anyway, yeah, so they'll be coming up uh, for a few minutes in the seven o'clock hour. Uh, I'm getting ahead of my. And then David Noble will be with us tomorrow, uh, Thursday, uh, for his State of the Union reacts. Uh, we can uh, mix in more of your phone calls coming up in the seven o'clock hour as well. Or if you want to, uh, call in right now, and I might be able to get a quick response from you before we uh, run out of time this hour of the show. Uh, unless you're listening on the app, you, you'll have about a minute or so delay, so it might be a little too late for you. But uh, if you're listening live on the radio, 294-0970, the number, if you call in right now, should be able to sneak you on. This was the line of the night and the back and forth of the night, if you ask me. Uh, and I responded to this via Twitter. I said, you know, I hate to burst his balloon or, or bubble here, but, you know, we're going to need oil for a lot longer than just the next 10 years. Townhall.com capturing this back and forth uh, as Joe Biden was talking about his hopey, changey, climate changey, alarmy thing last night. I said, we're going to need oil for at least another decade. And that's going to exceed... <laughs> production oh gee oh you think we're gonna need oil for a little more than 10 years the chamber just erupting in laughter it's it's just a joke it's like one of our callers said yesterday you got to be able to laugh at this stuff otherwise you'd you'd probably cry when you when you realize what what a a a challenge our country is facing right now hey by the way you know most americans probably didn't even think about the threat of of communist china until the balloon went up until the china spy balloon was hovering right over our heads uh let me tell you i saw this story Defense News uh, shared this one this morning. I, I saw it in the DOD early bird report here. Here we go. China surpasses the United States in number of ICBM launchers. China now has more intercontinental ballistic missile launchers than the United States, according to a congressional notification from U.S. Strategic Command, or STRATCOM, which oversees the nuclear arsenals. So... You know, again, communist Chinese buying land near our near our nuclear missile silos here in Montana, uh, all the other spy operations going on, et cetera, you name it. Hopefully people are now finally paying attention. All right, let's go to Matt in Billings before we wrap up the hour. Hey, Matt, what's on your mind? Uh, good morning. I was, I've kind of been, I think, behind a little bit. You guys probably discussed this a lot, but I just was able to watch the Native American gentleman address Montana Congress about um, the sick white Democrat liberals trying to expose and and uh, lash out on transgender uh, Native American women. And what, what came to mind is that just a couple of weeks ago we were talking about, and I read about, where the Montana Senate House Republicans really gave the Democrats more of a chance to have more of a voice. And my question is, why would these legislators give these sick white liberals pushing this kind of built any more chance of addressing or having a chance to address a bill in Congress. Yeah, wasn't that crazy? That that white liberal lady from Livingston tried to tried to get that guy thrown out of the hearing room and he was making just a point. He was saying, Hey, you guys are co opting Native American culture and she tried to have him silenced and thrown out. It was it was outrageous, wasn't it? I thought this guy, you know, really was a great you know tone and he was really passionate about it. And here you you know, this is a minority group and he, he doesn't want these women 
killed and, and exposed. Yeah, and they, and they try.